0: What does it take to make an impact for the weekly wrap-up show? It takes a story much more powerful than this one. This one is almost at the bottom. Story number 204 this week. The headline is Rockford Peaches pitcher Mary Pratt of a league of their own fame dies at 101. A very, very popular movie. And in a time like these when we need fun and just lighthearted things going on, this is a sad story, but it brings up happy memories of everybody, maybe who even saw these things. Oh, that was a long time ago. And, of course, people who love that movie, A League of Their Own. But this story was very, very, very far off from it in the top ten. In fact, like I said, it was almost at the very bottom. You can see more about this story by clicking the link at our website for this week's podcast. But what you really want me to tell you is what stories were the most popular stories? What were the top ten stories of the week that you told me were the stories? And I'm going to give you those info right now more gram gram the correct we hope here on the weekly wrap up with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is the show for the week ending May the 16th, 2020. And welcome to the show. I am Jay Cleveland Payne already stated and the name of the show The Weekly Wrap-Up. This is a podcast that is brought to you by The Conversation Project. The Conversation Project is a movement, if you will, to try to find the most conversational topics out there in the world. It expands and it contracts as time goes on and as I have time to get them done. But it culminates in this podcast you're hearing right now. This podcast allows me to let you know... What stories you said all week long, and I say by you because you do choose them, were the most popular topical conversational stories. Now, right now in the times we're living in, COVID-19 is pretty much taking over everything, and it does here in our stories as well. But when this was created, it was just a matter of trying to find out what stories that people actually engaged in that weren't really forced down people's throats. So if you turned on the news and the chyron uh, on the on the on the on the news channels, the 24 hours news channels had the same story over and over again as breaking or developing for hours or days at a time. What other stories that were in their midst? that were not necessarily on the primetime news that were there. And that's how we do this. We post links every 50 minutes on our social media sites attached to the project uh, of different news stories from different sources. Some of them you love, some of them you don't love so much, and some we are even a bit sketchy about. But we put them out there for you to engage with. As a story pops up in the feed while you're doing what you're doing all day long, checking your Twitter or Facebook, engage with them. Like them, love them, hate them, share them. More engagement that a story topic gets, the higher score it gets. And on Fridays, Friday mornings, very early, we get up and we chop it off from Friday to Friday and we give you a ranking from the stories on Twitter and Facebook. Put those together in one big, massive score and we give you the top 10 from top to bottom. Bottom this week goes all the way down to number 205. Uh, The top's always number one. In the first segment, we'll talk about those top 10 stories. We'll do that in just a moment. In the second segment, we're going to go into the stories that almost made it. That we call them the almost rands, and those are stories 11 through 15. That's some, con- some context to what stories were close, but not close enough. In the third segment, we will go over the very bottom story of the week. We call it the almost relevant story of the week. It's normally a story that posts very late, so it doesn't get a lot of love, a lot of chance to grow. This week, that is not the case. This was a story that was posted actually fairly early in the week, but you won't get full details until the end of the show. And that third segment will also go over some of the stats and how things rank out in the engagement on Facebook, Twitter, and overall as well. Uh, if you want to contribute to the show, as we said, follow us on Facebook at This Is a Conversation and on Twitter at thconversation. And as you see our stories in the feed, Engage all day long. If you want to contact me for any questions, concerns, or any quarrels, I don't think that's a word. Email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. This whole thing is powered by you. So stop by. This is the conversation the website and click on the links for any of our sponsors. Those are the affiliate links. And of course, click on links for partnerships and find out ways that you can help partner with us to help fund the operation that comes here. It's a blatant, blatant ask, but we have to do that because. It takes power, it takes time, it takes resources, and you guys seem to love what's going on. So if you can show us a little bit of love back, it helps things keep going and spread the word. The most important thing you do is spread the word about the podcast with friends and all the folks out there that enjoy these types of podcasts. So let's go ahead and get into the shebang and go along with story number 10, counting down the top 10 stories from 10 to 1. As you said, they were the most popular stories for the week. Starting off the story at number 10. This is your headline. Instagram battle. Jill Scott, Erica Badu delight fans during coronavirus pandemic. We posted this on Monday, the 11th of May, and this one had a bump in response. That means more people responded to this one than the previous story. Story 11. We'll tell you what that one is in a moment uh, by 16 full percent. And this was a joyous story. This is one that we did not update frequently past the story. We talked a few times about. Uh, in the past few weeks about what all the different uh, Instagram battles people are doing with the music battles about them planning one and them actually sitting down to do one. And then they actually sat down and did it. They did it on Friday, I believe. And we posted this one, like we said, on Monday when people were talking about all the hype back and forth. There was so much love between these two, and a lot of the m- musicians in these battles have been showing a lot of respect and love. Uh, but there was just so much love and conversation and just kind of stopping to just chit-chat. And it was just like the girls were hanging out, and then they'd sing a song every so often. What was really, really interesting about this one is that their battle uh, basically you know, six-tupled or whatever. It hit over 3 million views. After the fact of people watching this thing live. So more people have been engaged in this battle than I think any other battles, period, that they've had in the platform since we've had our pandemic uh need for entertainment so this one was one of the more engaging ones it was one of the more stranger ones because it wasn't so much music going on and they didn't have all the crazy technical issues that some of them others have which is probably because a lot of what they did was just chit chat back and forth but this is one that pretty much anybody who tuned into got something to love out of this one and we love both these ladies doing their thing and helping us all get through this crazy time right now the story at number 9 also posted on Monday, the 11th of May. And this one gets a of response of just slight, 1.72%. The headline, and yes, as we posted it, it got posted really, really big, so it's like we we're shouting it out to the world. Zion Williamson's former agent claims the basketball star received improper benefits to play at Duke. Last year's breakout NCAA star and this year's expected rookie of the year, he got a late start because of an injury, and... We really don't know how well he'll do because there's no basketball being played right now professionally, uh, basically having whistles blown on him for something that he did. Now, this happens fairly often with big time athletes as they make their way out of the minors or the the amateur leagues, if you will, into the pros. Uh, this was a really big thing for Reggie Bush, which turned into a big issue for Reggie Bush and for USC back when he played football, not for Pete Carroll. But that's a whole other story. Uh, but there's big story going on that Zion Williamson essentially um, did get some benefits, did get some favors, did get some little extra cheddar to play at Duke. You can believe or disbelieve the story as you will. To go deeper into the story, as we posted it, check it out at our website. This is the dot Click on the feeds and click on the feed for the weekly wrap up show. I know we're trying to keep it more streamlined, and it seems like it's getting more complicated. It works, trust me. And the story is in the week's podcast for this week, and that's for the week ending May the 16th 2020. Also, if you're just subscribed to the podcast, uh, you can see the links coming to you as your subscription pops down. So check that out as well. Moving on to the story at number eight this week, General Mills shares rise after COVID-19 sales boost drives higher expectations. Tuesday, the 12th of May we posted this one. Uh, this story is a virtual tie with the story at number nine. These two stories essentially at the same various movement. This one gets a little bit above of the other one because it's a fresher one, a newer one, and the younger stories always get the chance to be called the the bigger stories. So that's why it is the eight and Zion Williamson is the nine. And it is a pretty simple story. General Mills and other serial people are seeing great boosts in people who are stuck at home and not having very fancy meals, eating a lot of things that are comfort foods, a lot of things that are simple foods. Uh, you're eating a lot of cereal, to be exact. And General Mills is getting a big boost in its share numbers, so they should see a very, very good performance for this quarter, while other st- companies, including other food companies, aren't seeing so much because of what's going on. This brings up the beef shortage, which is it's not so much a shortage uh, in the fact that it's a distribution issue and actually all live foods are sent distribution where the, since you're not selling it to the restaurants like normal, uh, it's just sort of sitting there and rotting, to be, be honest. Uh, cereal it's not like that. Yes, they do sell a lot of cereal to food banks and things like that, but cereal is mostly consumed in the stores and, oddly enough, consumed in real time, very little cereal gets wasted by too much. So this is an issue where General Mills is taking advantage of that because there have been shortages of cereal on the shelves while the other thing's going on. Toilet paper's been really short, which is we don't understand. Cereal, because people love it, may be a bit more understandable. That's the story at number eight, although it is tied-wise for the, the bump in response from the 10 story with Zion Williamson. The story at number seven this week, California State University, the largest four-year public university system in the U.S., said it would conduct most classes online in the fall. Apologies for the bad reading. Tuesday, the 12th of May, again on that posting, bump in response from the number eight story of 1.69%. What does this mean? Well, it means what they said. The University of California System or California State University System is pretty much going to punt for the fall. They're not setting up for classes in-house in the fall for the university system. Now, this is not necessarily a popular decision. It's definitely not necessarily a universal decision. Many places, since summer is basically right now, uh, haven't come to inclusion what's going on. And many schools are pretty sure they got to bring kids back in in the fall, or they're going to lose a lot of money and a lot of serious issues with people having the college experience on that end. But... For the moment, right now, the California State University system says they're not doing it, and they are extremely large because California is an extremely large state, and they basically control all the the four year colleges that aren't the big name ones, the big money ones. Uh, it's also the UC whatever's is somewhere controlled under this system, and if you go to a UC, you are not going to class in the fall. What that means for the other schools across the nation, we don't know. What that means for going forward and schools in general, we don't really know. We just have to kind of figure it out as we go along. It's just one of those things that it is what it is, and we are where we are, and everyone is just kind of playing along as best as possible. Let's move on to the story at number six this week. Brawl breaks out at Red Lobster after long wait times on Mother's Day. Wednesday, the 13th of May is the day we posted this one. A bumpy response from the seven-story of 16.67%. Now, this was not a universal Red Lobster thing, although I can see how people get down like that at Red Lobster, but this happened specifically in East York, Pennsylvania. Mother's Day, the store was open, people were getting in there, and because of all sort of crazy waits, because there's not a lot of places to sit, and there's not a lot of places open, and everybody wants to take mom out for Mother's Day when nothing's available, think people got a little heated at this particular location. Uh, you can see footage of the brawl at the Red Lobster uh, by going to the link. It's a posting that we got off the New York Post's website. But you can see the link, of course, by going to our website and clicking the link for this week's podcast. It's, of course, week ending of May the 16th, 2020. But you can see pictures and footage and all sorts of just insanity of people. Getting a little hot and bothered because they couldn't take Mama to Red Lobster on Mother's Day when there weren't a lot of Red Lobsters to be open, period. But in East York, Pennsylvania, they really went at it for this day. So you can check it all out on your own. It is an interesting uh, view. Let's just put it like that. The number five story this week, AP exams begin online despite coronavirus school closures. Tuesday, the 12th, when we posted this one as well, this one gets a bumper response from the sixth story of 11, I'm sorry, 15.71%. And this is one that goes along with the story we have for Cal State University. We don't really know what we know right now. What we do know is AP exams have to continue. These aren't like like the SATs or the ACTs where a lot of those things are just being being done. They're just they're just not taking them. And schools are just ignoring them anyway, which is a whole nother story. The AP exams went online, and this was one of the earlier stories on this, Throughout the week, various schools and various students took their AP exams and various schools and various students had t- your typical issues with tech, technology, just like I have issues with words today. Technology not working the right way it should because there's too many people using the technology. Over flooding of the systems of kids trying to get their exams in caused some serious glitches into the system. And so we'll see how this all plays out in a week or so when they can sort things out officially. But. Life is sort of going on, at least AP exams are going on, even if classes and schools haven't figured out exactly what they're doing going forward. A number of four story is what we call a super story. That's when we combine two headlines together, or maybe sometimes more than two, and the combined score is what we count. And we do that because there's stories that are close to each other and that are close in their nature, as in updates and things going on, continuing stories. So they don't just flood up the numbers. And sometimes it makes a big difference. This story was two stories that were literally at 16 and 17, right on the outskirts of not making even the almost rants. And then we put them together and they were enough, powerful enough to make it into the top 10 sitting at number four story. The updated story, the second story has a headline like this. Brian Adams apologizes after coming under fire for shocking coronavirus rant. No excuse. Wednesday, the 13th is the day we posted that one. Bumper response of 3.7% from the number five story. Now, the previous story that came out this was Brian Adams goes on a crazy rant and complains about the crazy guy that bit the bat that caused coronavirus because he can't tour. That's not how the headline read, but that's pretty much how the headline read. So Brian Adams, the mayor of Canada, said something very, very bad on Monday, uh, upset that he couldn't go on tour and complained on Twitter about the guy that bit the bat that caused coronavirus. And then, of course, because he's Brian Adams, people were upset that the nicest man in Canada wasn't so nice. So a few days later, he apologized, said there's no excuse. It should not have happened. Yes, there's no excuse. It should not have happened. But we are seeing a lot of temper starting to flare as we are about and with the speed, of how many weeks we are? I think we're at week nine of the United States lockdown here. Various other places have had their own timelines going on, and because the world is shut down, not a lot of stuff's going on. People are brawling at Red Lobster, by the way. Uh, it just—it's—it's it's really causing some issues for a lot of people, including a guy like Brian Adams, who makes his money by walking around on stages around the world singing for people. And if you can't do that, it's hurting his income. Sure, he can go online and do a virtual concert, but it's not the same thing. So we feel for Brian Adams and other musicians. We just feel for them a hell of a lot less when they say stupid stuff like he did this week. He apologized. It's up to you to accept it. The number three story this week, and I'm going to warn you, we're rolling into the top three stories on a theme of death. So there is your warning. Nothing funny about it. It's just, it is what it is. The number three story is the top Facebook story this week. We posted it on Monday, the 11th of May. Our headline we used was Jerry Stiller, funny man of Seinfeld and Stiller and Mara fame dies at 92. We pulled it from the Hollywood reporter, by the way, and gets, gets a bumper response from the number four story. Just that story alone of 129%. So that much story alone. And the other two stories are that much higher. Now, uh, with all the craziness that's going on, and with a the week there where we had a lot of celebrity-type deaths going on, and there are people who die every day, there are famous people who are really old that die every day, and there is the coronavirus, which is killing the population without any mercy every day. We get this story, and we pretty sure this is not of any sort of coronavirus-related, it, isn't it? This is just, we we're told, natural causes. But we we saw a tweet and some social media stuff from Ben Stiller, Jerry's son, talking about this love for his father and a lot of things going out about not only just Jerry Stiller and the way he's been able to be a comic genius in all his forms, things he's done, but also his wife Ann Mira and the amazingness of the team. Uh, Jerry Stiller being Jewish, Ann Mira being Irish Catholic, them them being married, being a comedy team. Uh, those back in the days when they got married. Jews and Irish Catholics didn't do that. They didn't have comedy teams of men and women, and they didn't have them on equal footing. It wasn't a, a the man was was the, the the head, and the woman just did the silly stuff to go with it. They were on equal footing in all the projects they did, in their comedy. So if you've not seen them together doing comedy from about 30, 40 years ago, you should go to YouTube and check it out. But it's a very sad story. He use a lot more Jilly series St- still right now in all the stuff that's happening right now, but Jerry Stiller, uh, the funny man uh, known uh, mostly for the younger generation from Seinfeld, also from King of Queens, but you know going way back as a comedy genius, died this week at the age of ninety-two. Our next story is on Beckett Cipher. Beckett Cipher, Melissa Etheridge's son, dies at twenty-one. We posted that on Wednesday, the thirteenth of May. A Bumper response of seven point two five from the story at number three, and just kind of keeps going on this end Uh, Beckett Cypher is the son of Melissa Melissa Etheridge and a lot of people came out to give condolences on the loss and uh, even um, uh, Melissa came out and and kind of said what it felt like to her it's really hard to quantify unfortunately all the things that happened in this week with the top three stories being sad things like this but it's just another one that that rolls on there the only way to really go on with this is to basically Move on with the story to the next one. You want more details on this one in particular? Go to our website, this is a conversation.com. Click on the feeds and you'll see the feed for the podcast. This week's podcast is for the week ending May 16th, 2020. Check it out. You can get the links to every single story we talk about and the stories we don't talk about. Actually, there's a link inside the show notes that goes to all the rest. So everything between uh, 15 and 240. To what it's there. It's all there. It's all there for you to check out. Every single story we basically posted this week is listed in there. So let's get to the number one story. We give it fanfare, although this is a sad one to give fanfare, but it is what we is. It is what it is. We do what we do. This is the top Twitter story of the week. This story was posted on Tuesday, the 12th of May. Is It is a bumper response from the number two story, the story on Beckett Cipher's death of 164%. It gets a bump response from the number 10 story that's on the Instagram battle between Jill Scott and Erica Badu of 843%. And a bump response from the almost relevant story of the week, the story at the very bottom. We'll tell you what that is much later, but it's more responsive than that story by 6,737%. Your headline for number one is Ink Master star Daniel Silva arrested for murder after crash kills YouTuber Corey LeBerry. We're going to go ahead and read you a book, a bulk of that story from TMZ. Of course, we pick it from TMZ It's just what popped up and we're going to read you that plus the update to kind of get you into the scene, what's going on. You can go to the story and read more into it and see more details, but let's just get into what we have here. Ink Master star Daniel Silva is about to be booked for murder after cops say he was involved in a car crash that killed YouTuber Corey Labari, who died on his birthday. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ first responders were called out to a scene of an accident in L.A. Sunday night where two men in a McLaren sports car somehow crashed into a street sign and a tree while out on a drive. The passengers took the brunt of the hit. We're told the driver, alleged to be Silva, did not suffer life-threatening injuries in the wreck, but the passenger, Labari, did. Both were transported to a hospital where the YouTube star was later pronounced dead. Our sources say Silva is still being treated for a broken hip and will either be arrested for murder there or once he's discharged. And so the update to that is law enforcement sources tell TMZ Daniel was arrested and booked for murder We're told he's still in a hospital. This was uh, later that day when it was posted, and so I don't know any details on this one. This is another case of people who I don't know who they are doing whatever it is that they do to make themselves famous, uh, being famous enough for that you guys to care. I have no idea who Daniel Silva is. I have no idea who uh, the YouTuber is, but they are very popular people in the culture, and they were very popular stories that were picked up by Maybe it was because they were trending when they popped up, but you guys picked it up high enough to be in this thing. Now, the only bit of commentary I can give and on to the fact that we had three stories of the top three that were essentially stories of death is that I don't know if it's because of what's going on in the times. I don't know if these people were really all that interesting or I just don't know if we're just kind of bored and sick of the other stuff and they weren't COVID related deaths that they popped up that way. They were kind of famous and they picked up and then people got the kind of the wow factor of it and went with it. Uh, last week we had Little Richard and a lot of people that that passed away uh, in secession there. That was a big thing. This week apparently the same thing as well. I don't really know how to process it. don't really know how to deal with it to be honest. It just is what it is. And this story is one that you guys said was important enough, was big enough, was the story that you picked out to be the number one story this week. And if you have disagreements with that, you can email me at the conversation inbox at com. If you want to have less stories like this be at the top, or if you want to make sure more stories like this are at the top, you just need to be engaged in our social media when we post the links to these stories. And they're posted all day long, every 50 minutes, all day, all night. On Twitter, look for TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, look for This is a Conversation, and make sure you're set to so we default in your feed. There's a lot of weird things going on Facebook right now, so... There may be less chances of things to be seen in your feed. We want to make sure that you're seeing us right here, right now. Coming up in just a bit, we will go through the middle part of the show and go through the almost parts of the stories. These stories are at 11 through 15. They almost made it, but not quite. We'll give you a little bit of what they are and a little context in just mere moments here on the weekly wrap-up with Jay Cleveland Payne. You're listening to the show for the week ending May 16th. Twenty twenty. As we say, the conversation is powered by you, the conversation project, the weekly wrap up show. And of course, the eight things to talk about newsletter is powered by you, because without you, there's no reason to produce it, no reason to have it, and we actually can't even get the, the, the data because you tell us what to put into the newsletter and the podcast. So in that way, we need your help, and we've told you how to take care of that. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. But it's also powered by you because these things, these creative things, these intensive things, these technical things take time, energy, and money. And so the best ways you can help us out is to power us financially. Now, if you want to be a partner, check out thisistheconversations.com slash partnerships, and there's a way that you can partner up with us individually. You can also just visit any single link, any single ad that we put out, either in the feed or on the newsletter or on the website. Those are affiliate links that we get a little bit of something from, either something from the company as in a little bit of time or directly from the cost as well. And this week, we're going back to pitching actual sponsors. And one of our favorite sponsors of all time, one that gets popped here all the time, often is one that's looking to help you out as the world is starting to come back to the world. Now, if you're not quite ready to go out and see the world, but you have an idea of some things you want to do, Cloud9 Living can take care of you. Yes, you. Cloud9 Living is one of the greatest places to find destination vacations of all sorts of adventure level, all sorts of comfort level, all over the place. You just go to their website and you can search for experiences near you or away from you in all the different categories that you can see and, of course, in the price range that fits you. And the coolest thing about this, what's cooler than cool, is the fact that, number one, if you buy an excursion and you don't use it now it never loses cash value. They never take the value away of cash, so it can never run away. You can't you can't you can you you buy a gift card for your excursion and then you hold on to it longer than you need to. Say you want to buy it now but you don't feel safe enough to go out into the world yet. You will never lose value on that buy. And even better, they're offering 20% off gift card buys right now. Yes, there you can buy that excursion. It doesn't lose any value and you can get it for before 25% off. If you want to go ahead and book that excursion, you can book it right now. And if you change your mind, you can change it for anything you want to of the same value. It's that simple. They take care of you. They can take care of you across the entire swath of the 50 states and some territories as, as well. And you can't outthink the excursion, can't outthink the experience. They've got you covered no matter, no matter how comfortable or, how crazy you think you want it. And to help us out, because they're helping us help you out, you just go to this is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. That's number nine. This is a conversation.com slash cloud nine. And you can click their link for giving us a little bit extra back. We get a bit back for this affiliate link, just saying it straightforward. So, if you use our link, we get a little bit from what you have. And trust me, you're getting a gift card that never expires. 25% off. You can't do much better. We love Cloud9 Living. I use Cloud9 Living for, for some of our great vacations with my family. And as soon as we get back to moving again, we're definitely had some excursions set up. So you might see us on the, the, the food cart tour in New York City, because that's one that my wife wants to get into. And I think that's when we're getting to fairly soon once they get things settled up there. So if you want to join me, out in the food carts or driving fast cars or taking helicopters or white water river rafting. Say that three times fast. Check it out. Go to our website. This is the slash cloud nine. This is the conversation.com slash cloud nine and get done with a great deal from cloud nine living. So we're back to count like normal people, except we're starting at 11. These are the almost rants, the stories that didn't quite make it into the top because they're 11 through 15. But they give you a little bit of contrast to what we got going on to how things happen during the week. We're doing some some sort of muddling around with how we're showing the contrast between the top stories and the rest that are going on. So we're going back to something we've done in the past, which is the, the 11 through 15 stories right outside of range but still sort of popular enough to talk about. So we're going to give you the headlines here and kind of give you a little bit of perspective of what's going on. Uh, so the headline for number 11 is Coronavirus Outbreak at Marshawn Ramen Noodle Factory in Virginia sickens at least seven workers. Thursday, the 14th of May, is when we got this one out once. So this one was a fairly later one, and this one uh, was strong enough to make it to 11, but not much stronger. So here's the deal with that. Manufacturing of all sorts means staying in close quarters, going back and forth. We know there's a lot of issues with people in the meat packing plants because they're walking back and forth and touching different things and contaminating themselves and a lot of people are getting sick and then getting other people sick outwards. The same thing happened at a ramen noodle factory. It's just the simple fact of science. When a lot of people are nearby and moving back and forth, if this is a virus is as contagious as it they say it is. Here's your proof. Enough people in the building get sick from that. We'll see if there's any resolution from this one going on forward. But this is one thing that's starting to cause a slow decline in the population or in the the supply of foods around the populations because there's less processing going on. And there's plenty of people looking for food, but there's less processing getting it to the right forms and then, of course, getting it to where we need to be. The story at number 12 is actually a tie with the story at number 11, but this was posted on Sunday, so the older story uh, has a lower casing. It's at number 12. Uh, We posted on Sunday the 10th, of course. Uh, This story headline reads, five people injured in shooting during party at Southeast Fort Worth Park, police say. You can click on the link from the Star Telegraph and see more details on the story at our website. Of course, this is theconversation.com, but this is uh, just another incident that may or may not be um, may not may not be all, all that freaky COVID uh, tenseness relation, related, but there are issues of stuff like this is happening in general. Right now, we have these heightened aware senses of people just being on edge because of COVID nineteen. This was a story that this one might have happened because of the situations just in general. This one might not have been uh, the, just the fact that people have been on lockdown so long, just sort of you know tipped it off. This is one that may have happened regardless. It's just the situation as it rolls. The story at number 13, Alison Roman issues formal apology to Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo for her, quote, tone deaf remarks. Tuesday, the 12th the day we posted this one. So you can go read about uh, one famous person uh, complaining about other famous persons, then realizing that their famous complaints were out of step with what other people said. A lot like what Brian Adams did except Brian Adams sort of insulted a culture and a person who's dead. And this person insulted uh, famous people who were more famous than she is and have more fans than she is and could backlash much better at her. So you can check out all that beef if you want some of that by going to the website. At 14, U.S. employment rate hit scary, 14.7%, the worst since the Depression era. We posted this one last Friday, Friday the 8th. Uh, when we got that one and the numbers that came out this week not much better uh but you can get more details by clicking on the link at the website to get into this story and of course kind of see what's happened and progressing forward I believe there was about three million jobs lost this this week in the report I didn't get the see the full unemployment report they've been adding numbers to that one last time i I heard it it was close to uh it was it was over well there you go right there this that was fourteen point seven percent they were wondering whether it was going to be 20% for real. And some people believe that even last Friday, uh, if you take different forms and different numbers and different surveys, the number was actually about 24%, which sounds pretty crazy because it is pretty crazy. Um, I'm happy to have a job and have to have some part-time gigs and have to have some side stuff to keep things going in my life. Uh, I mean, I know plenty of people who have lost a big chunk of their income And in some cases, a big chunk of their actual um, comfort zone because of what's going on. Some of them are still working, just don't know how long they have a chance to work. Some of them aren't and don't know if their jobs and their industry is going to rebound back from this thing anytime, even if it's um, at all. So there's a lot of people worry about this. 14.7% unemployment is no joke. And hopefully uh, we'll get to some resolution where we can get back to. Back to working and back to normalcy, and we can get back as many of those jobs or create some new ones in the process. And number 15, this is a very serious one death toll grows to three for children in New York with COVID 19 related syndrome. Saturday, the 9th, is the day we posted that one. And this story is um, a, a bit more complicated, a bit more layered. So you might want to go to our website, this is conversation.com. And click the link for this week's podcast for the week ending May 16, thousand twenty. Click on feeds; you'll see the feed for the weekly wrap up. And what you'll see is a th- th- there is a, a disease that people have been likening to um, children. Uh, apparently, a after disease, a second disease after children have been infected with COVID nineteen, they're seeing other different types of syndromes. That's what's actually killing them. They're basically gaining something else. As in, this is a, a something that's unique to them, unique to the children. Younger children picking this up, they have different symptoms other than what adults see. They they get this other thing that is causing issues. So a rise in this other thing uh, just in children but not being seen in adults. It's really scary what's going on out there. And some people think that it's a hoax. It's going to go away. They're just trying to scare you. No matter how big that you think this whole thing is, there's serious issues going along with this stuff. So you can see what's going on. Check out the link or check out, search it online and see what's going on with all of that what's going on with all the numbers and the almost relevant story of the week coming up in a moment here on the weekly wrap up with jay clinton Payne. this is the week ending may 16 2020 this week's like podcast is the baby names podcast which comes from com. You can find dot com slash podcast. Simple enough? Well, not really. Why am I bringing up the Baby Names podcast? Number one, the Baby Names podcast is extremely funny, extremely relevant, and really, really quirky podcast that if you're into different things, you should check out. I happen to use this website, babynames.com, because I do a lot of writing and do a lot of literature and, and being creative or whatever. And I need names for people. And so I go to the baby com website and I use it to pull up names and something they've done recently to make, I guess, to make the site more jazzy and to uh, distinguish yourself from other names, baby name websites. Cause there's, you know, as many as you can think about is have a podcast where we talk about baby names, baby names, uh, the relevancies, baby names that are silly, baby names that are really, really sweet baby names throughout generations. And recently they had a podcast on baby, well, little baby Elon Musk. What's his name? Because it's A-X-A-E-A-Whatever. What, they discussed trending names and, of course, that name that's pretty much no one knows what it is that California says they can't name the kid anyway. So this may be a good point. But you can get all sorts of quirky things out of Baby Names from the Baby Name Podcast. It may not be true crime. It may not be deep into news and politics, but you probably get a little something out of it. Check it out. It is the Baby Names Podcast. It's hosted by Jennifer Moss and Mallory Moss, and they offer up a unique pick on Baby Names. It's the Spotlight Podcast for this week. We're still shuffling where we're putting things, and we decided to put the almost relevant story at the end section again because that's where it lived for a while. But the weird thing about this is not an almost relevant story. This is a very relevant story. Uh, It just so happened to not get a lot of love and attention when we posted it on Sunday the 10th. And the story, as we already told you, 6,737% less responsive than the number one story this week. Headline, worldwide coronavirus cases top four millions. And that might be why nobody really reacted to it because it was kind of a duh, no, no joke type ser- serious situation when it posted. Let's read a little bit from it, though. The number of co- confirmed cases of the coronavirus across the globe surpassed four million on Saturday, according to John Hopkins University. The numbers come nearly 90 days after the World Health Organization declared a coronavirus a pandemic on March 11th when there were 118,000 confirmed cases and 4,000 had died the worldwide death toll topped 277,000 on saturday with the united states according to more recording more than 78,000 of those deaths the highest of any country in the world there have been at least 1.3 million cases of the coronavirus in the us On Saturday, the Food and Drug Administration announced emergency authorization for antigen tests, which it said will be key for reopening the country. The test can rapidly detect fragments of the virus, proteins and samples collected from swabs swiped inside the nasal cavity, the FDA said in the statement. For more details on that story, but I'm sure you know the details in in pure detail, go to thisistheconversation.com and click on the link for this week's podcast, which is, of course, May 16, 2020 the story uh it's almost relevant because it's at the very low end of the numbers and it's it's weird because it's posted so early in the podcast week on Sunday as opposed to something like a Wednesday Thursday it just got no attention throughout the week and it's interesting on that end and with that we're got in the commentary and go into some of the details on engagement this week was a better week for Facebook not not stellar, but much better. Facebook engagement total was about thirteen point six eight percent, with the Twitter engagement eighty six point thirty two percent. Going along the lines of the different counts for how we looked at the engagement for the stories, the stories at the top ten mark; those stories took up about twenty four percent of the of the of the title. Twenty four percent of all engagement, twenty four point eight nine percent to be exact. And stories at eleven through fifteen taking up. so more or less 30% of all that went on this week was happening in the top 15 stories. At the very bottom, only 0.14%. That's all it got. Now, two ties, one that mattered, one that didn't really matter at all. Uh, One that mattered, That's ties at 8 and 9. General Mills, with their shares rising because of COVID-19 sales rising, and Zion Williamson with his stock, where it is, but um, them saying that he took extra favors back in college, the 8-9 story, the story at the top is the story was the younger story, that's General Mills. And the one that didn't really count so much was 11-12. and 12, That's coronavirus outbreak at the Marishan Ramen Muno factory and the five people who were injured in the shooting in Fort Worth, Texas. And that's it for stats. It's it for figures. That's it for the show this week. Thank you so much for being a part of what we have going on. If you want to be a bigger part of it, you can just... Vote and you vote by doing what you're doing right now. You know, you, you 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 are listening to the podcast, but I'm sure you're scrolling through your phone, looking at your social media while you're doing that. So keep on doing it, but make sure we are in your feeds on Twitter. We're TH underscore conversation on Facebook, where this is a conversation and you look for us and all day, all night, all the time or, or every 50 minutes or so. We're posting links to various news stories for you to react to. If you see one that you want to react to. Like it, love it, hate it, share it, do what you need to do to show your approval or disapproval. And the higher that the engagement goes for each story, the higher score it comes to the end of the week. And we let you know on a span of seven and a couple plus hours, seven days and a couple hours, we'll give you the top 10 stories that you said were tops, not what gets stuck on a Chiron in the breaking news story. This week we had a very, very special, a very special uh podcast spotlight with the baby names podcast. So check that out as well. Then we had a very, very special return to a great sponsor, and that is Cloud9 Living. Find them at this is the conversation.com slash cloud nine for that as well. And of course, you power the whole entire thing. So anytime you see an ad we have. You can help us by using the ad to buy your things. We get a bit of affiliate commission off that one. Or stop by this the slash partnerships, and you can find out how you can partner with us and directly come into what's going on. Now, the best way you can really help us out here is essentially sharing the podcast. So share it with other people, like-minded people, who love to talk about news stories, love to talk about current events, love to have real conversations on real topics. Share it with everyone. We're on all the platforms, the big ones, the small ones, the in-between ones. If we're on one or not on one that we should be on, email us at the Conversation Inbox and let me know. Email us there anyway for any questions, comments, and concerns on anything going on. And don't forget, if there's a story that you heard something about here or you're just curious about what other stories didn't quite make any part of the list, go to this week's podcasting list link at our website. This is theconversation.com, and we have a listing for everything, including everything now. You can see everything there. It's it's not that crazy. Once you get there, you'll see, you'll understand it. Once again, I'm Jay Levin Payne and for all the cast and crew that helped create this thing here, we thank you so much for being here for us because it does not work without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Join us again next week for another jaunt up the numbers 10 to 1 to let you know what stories you actually said were the top news stories of the week on the weekly wrap-up from the Conversation Project at thistheconversation.com